Hello, welcome to the second episode of Once Upon a Time in Essex. Um, originally this episode was going to be me doing the Essex Boys movie from 2000 with Sean Bean, but I thought it was a bit premature to go straight into that and maybe for this episode I should at least give a bit of a background on what these movies are about, where the story comes from and that sort of thing. So uh, it's not going to be a long episode, but I'm going to try and, you know, I'm not going to go all so technical into, you know, did they do it and stuff like that. But but I will give a, a decent description just to get you into it. Basically, what everybody knows, undisputed fact, on the 6th of December 1995, a Range Rover containing three men, Tony Tucker... Pat Tight, Craig Rolf, drove down a country line in Rettendon, Essex. Eventually, they pulled up outside a gate. It was snowing, and within minutes, all three of them were murdered, all shot point blank range with shotguns. <laughs> and if you've ever seen the crime scene photos of that, it's uh, not very pretty, as you can imagine. <laughs> um. Yeah, and um, after that, two men were eventually arrested and charged with that murder, um, Mickey Steele and Jack Holmes, and that was on the testimony of a supergrass, Darren Nichols, and his version of events is not very, what can we say, it's very questionable at best, um, there's <laughs> not very much evidence, if any, you know, to convict Jack and Mick other than Darren Nichols' statement, his testimony. So that's what we know about that. Um, the three murdered men was Tony Tucker, who was 38, Pat Tate, who was 37, and Craig Rolfe, I think, was... 26, 27. Um, you know, they were career criminals, so to speak. Um, Tony Tucker ran a lot of doors across Essex. Um, you know, he also had his hands in other pies. I mean, you know, he owned a shop, you know, he was selling supplements for, you know, bodybuilders and things like that. Had his hands in quite a few pies. Um, and Pat Tate was quite well known around Essex as a very violent individual. Had quite a reputation that preceded him. Um, you know, a couple of very famous incidents, you know, in the Essex underworld. Um, one of the first ones was when he came back from a night raving with his, with his girlfriend uh, in the Happy Eater. And, um, when the waiter came over and uh, to give him the bill, he ended up uh, beating him up and robbing the cash register. Um, and then eventually, when he went to court for that incident, um, when he was getting charged, he punched his way out of the courtroom, um, fled on a motorbike and uh, ended up in Spain. So, uh, he's got around. Um, another incident well known was um, 
when he phoned up for a pizza and they wouldn't deliver the pizza he wanted so he ended up storming into the uh, pizza shop and again beating up the staff um, and uh, the staff member that got beat up that time was actually advised by the police don't press charges so we never and if he had pressed charges and put a statement Pat Tate might actually not have been murdered that night um, and Craig Rolf was like you know he was I don't want to say gopher and you know because a lot of people that's probably only seen Rose of the Foot Soldier the movie it's quick to think oh, he was um, their little gopher their little Joey when in reality he was actually you know, I'd say that they was all three was on equal footing, you know, and they was a trio. And um, a lot of people say that Craig Rolf was probably the most violent of the three, the most nastiest. You know, I mean, he murdered Kevin Whitaker with Tony Tucker, you know. You know, a, a dangerous individual by all means. Um... You know that's a, a bit of background on the three you know and one of one, one of the biggest points of the story which is you know always brings up many theories as well of why they was murdered was that they supplied the ecstasy tablet that the teenager Leah Betts died from um, and with her father being a copper or an ex-copper you know, as you can imagine, it, it brought up a lot of theories of, um, you know, retaliation and them getting murdered for that. And one of the movies, The Fall of the Essex Boys, actually does kind of play on that, maybe. Um, you know, I mean, that's a, still a popular theory to this day. Um, and years and years have gone by, and, and still Mickey and Jack are in, are in jail, but... Uh, 90% of people don't believe it's them and the weird thing is Bernardo Mahoney who's the author of um, Essex Boys uh, Banded by Blood the book um, Last Man Standing uh, Wanna Be My Gang Essex Boys The Last Word for years and years and years he was campaigning for um, Mickey and Jack to be released and, and saying that it wasn't them uh, but in 2015, I think it was, he released a new book called Essex Boys, The Final Word, and he released a movie, which I'll probably end up reviewing as well. It's not a movie, it's like a documentary docudrama. Um, and in that, all of a sudden now, he doesn't think that they was innocent, and he actually sort of... It's, it's where it gets tricky. I mean, there's a lot of editing and that goes by on this little audio... What he, where apparently Jack Wilms is admitting, no, sorry, apparently John Wilms is admitting that his brother Jack did do the murders, but uh, there's a lot of trickery going on there, and it doesn't seem legit. And after that came out, John Wilms actually posted on I think it was his Facebook, certainly his YouTube, saying that that wasn't the case at all, and um. You know, I wasn't there. I don't. It's it's hard for me to give opinions and things like that. You know, he definitely seems suspect after all these years. All of a sudden, for Bernard to change, you know, something he he seemed pretty passionate about in the beginning, 
you know, which leads a lot of people to believe, you know, it was just a money spinner. You know, I don't know. I wasn't there. Um, and, and like I say, this podcast isn't really to, you know, to go on and judge things like that. And, you know, this is really about the movies and reviewing them and, you know, me feeling what they got right, what they got wrong. And, and don't get me wrong. I mean, this story, I've read every single book. You know, watched every single documentary. You know, I've gone through all of the statements, things like that. I mean, I know my stuff on it. But I still, I'm not, you know, I don't want this to be. And I certainly didn't want to make a podcast going into all that. You know, I really just, it's more of an exploration of, like, the movies. And I was originally going to call the podcast Making a Killing. Or Remaking a Killing. You know, I mean, you got this tragic event, you know, that happened in 1995, and you've got, you know, Essex Boys banded by blood, fraud of the Essex Boys, um, Rose of the Foot Soldier, you know, Rose of the Foot Soldier, the Pat Tate story, my buyers coming out, and um, next year for the 20th anniversary, they're doing an adaption of uh, Nipper Ellis's book, Last Man Standing. And Nipper Ellis was. Um, when we get to it eventually, Rose of the Foot Soldier. If you've seen Rose of the Foot Soldier, the film, there's a character in it called Jimmy G. He's basically, that role is Nipperellis with a name change. You know, and he was the one who basically fought back when they was at their worst. You know, he ended up shooting Pat Tate in the bungalow. Um, so he's quite a key character to all this and, and to the story. So I'll be covering that film leading up to it. And reviewing it when it comes out but um yeah you know I actually can't wait to get into these films either and tell you I mean a lot of people obviously the first episode now next will be Essex Boys and a lot of people think oh it's, it's, a, it's a fiction story it says that in the beginning but then when you look at it it, it sort of is in a way but it's a pretty you know it, 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 it does a good job of telling Darren Nichols version of events and the testimony especially leading up to the murders at the end and even the characters in it share a lot of character traits to the real life counterparts I mean you don't need to be a genius to know that Sean Bean in that movie is essentially Pat Tite you know Larry Lambs, Tony Tucker (laughs) the other dude I don't know his name but he's Craig Rolfe you know and I think that Billy Weirs is like a composite you know he's like he's sort of taking on the role of Craig Rolfe and Darren Nichols but uh, we'll get into a lot more detail of that sorry it's been like coming with this episode and sorry it's not the episode you may be expecting but that will be coming next Sunday without a doubt I want to do a lot of writing down for that I want to because you know, I'm not really finding my flow, I feel, when I'm having things unscripted at the minute. So just to give myself some notes. Um, if you want to find out more about this story, like I said last time, there's an awesome group on Facebook, Essex Boys Then and Now. You know, there's plenty of people over there will help you out on questions and things like that. And, you know, I mean, if you want to find out a lot more just about the story and the murders in general, there's plenty of documentaries on YouTube. There's plenty to read. You know, if you're brave enough, go and see them crime scene photos. Jesus Christ. And Rose of the Foot Soldier recreated them beat for beat. 
you know, fucking, uh, but yeah, so I'll see you next time, and hopefully it'll be a bit more of a professional affair, you know, I'll have some notes, you know, I'll get, you know, I'm going to have some sort of structure to it, I just wanted to let people know with this, the podcast is still going on, and give a bit, a bit more of a, a background and a bit more of what it is actually going to be and, and stuff like that. So I'll see you next time.